Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Live on Tuesday, December 28th, the Feast of the Holy Innocents. I'm one of your hosts, Karen Gibis, and I am joined by Amy Julian. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Karen. It's so good to see you here. We are broadcasting live from the Mustard Seed Store in Rapid City. Yesterday, they were in the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls. Today, we're on the other side of the state in Rapid City. It's a mustard seed kind of week, I guess. It is. It is. I'm eyeballing some of their clearance items. I might have to do a little post-Christmas shopping. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Well, we have a great show planned today. You, Amy, have a great show planned today. But before you introduce our topic and our guests for today's show, can you lead us in prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord God, we thank you for this beautiful day, for the beautiful winter wonderland that we have outside. Lord, we thank you for the gift of our intelligence that enables us to know you so that we might better serve you and love you. Lord, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit into our hearts and minds that we might be open to the truth that you present us with. Help us to use that intelligence to better know you, to better know your Son. And we thank you especially for the incarnation of your son, for the gift of uh, your son come to be with us and to be one of us. We ask that you open our minds to really appreciate that gift during this Christmas season, that we appreciate the awe and the majesty of Jesus' presence in our life. And Lord, we ask that you bless our, our speakers, bless our audience, help us all to be open to your truth as we ask for the intercession of your Blessed Mother and for the prayers of our protector, St. Joseph, her blessed spouse. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amy. That was beautiful. Oh, well, Christmas. How can you go wrong with Christmas? I know. How can you go wrong with Christmas? Yeah. Well, tell our listeners about today's show. I was reading the notes going, oh, this is going to be good. I am so excited. It it really, you know, I I was, you know, I was a convert. And I came into the church 20 years ago after being raised a Methodist, but then being away from them any kind of faith for like 20 years. And um, after I came back into the church, um, I was always kind of a a nerd, an intellectual dweeb, you know, and always, you know, fascinated with all kinds of facts and whatnot. (laughs) And um, at one point, I was a confirmation sponsor for um, a young man, a junior in high school, and he was getting ready to go to college and making his plans and wanted to study chemistry. But then he started saying, you know, I'm kind of nervous that if I study chemistry, if I study science, that it might undermine my faith in God. You know, so first off, mad respect that he even recognized that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but you know, that he was concerned about it. But then in my initial response was just to say, oh no, you know, if you're a approaching science from the aspect of looking for God, you know, because he is the author of the cosmos and the chemistry elements and, you know, every little micron in our body, you know, that that he's the author of that truth. 
And that truth will never contradict truth. You know, and that if you're seeking truth authentically, you're always going to be drawing closer to God, you know, and it really made me realize that that false dichotomy we have right now between truth and science. And that's, you know, the new atheists. That's what they try to prey on. You know, they, they try to insist that you have to make a choice between truth and science, you know. And really that's not true because God is the author of both. Right. And he's not going to contradict himself. You know, so gradually over time, um, I began to really kind of use those truths of logic and reason and science to help support the truths that I had come to in faith. And in particular, like today's topics of natural family planning and the pro-life position, um, I had come to those positions in faith, but that, you know, you could also not only support those positions with logic and reason and science, but that you could also um, actually introduce those truths through logic and reason and science. And so I had been doing that in my own faith and reaching out to people for a long time and then gradually um, began to see these other ministries that were really premised on those very basis. And so today we get to see two of those ministries and speak to two of the women who have really promoted those truths of natural family planning and pro-life um, through our intellectual ability to understand, you know, so when we speak to people in the language of logic and science, we're not confined to just speaking to Catholics or Christians, right. we can talk to anyone. Because it's truth. Yeah. And eventually those truths can actually be evangelizing. If someone comes to the truth of NFP right. through science, and then they begin to realize, well, wait a minute, if the church is right about this. What else is what it else right about? Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it just leads to the next What's right? Yeah, so What's if we're truth? authentically pursuing truth, mm -hmm. we're always going to wind up at God. You know, he's the author, he's the originator, he's, you know, we can't, we can't not find God if we're authentically pursuing truth. So that's what today is all about. This is super exciting. So who's our first guest? So our first guest is Dr. Danielle Kustner, and she'll have to tell us if I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, she is a um, doctor of family medicine and obstetrics, um, and she sees patients of all ages, you know, but she's got a special interest in restorative reproductive endocrinology, as well as pediatric and adult uh, acute and, and chronic medical care. Um, She's trained in FEM, which is um, the new NFP method that we're bringing into the Diocese of Rapid City. And she has just a fascinating person and a fascinating story. So, Dr. Danielle, are you here with us? Yes, I am. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Yeah, we're so excited. We had a great conversation the other day. And so we'd love to start off with you giving us a little bit about the information about yourself. Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, well, I am originally from Michigan, and um, I have been traveling with my six kids and my husband over the last couple of years on a journey we call NFC by Sea. And we uh, journeyed on a boat, a sailboat, from the southern Caribbean up through the islands and then up back to the U.S. So now we're back in Michigan for a little bit until we go to Tanzania to do some work with them. Um, the Archbishop is bringing us there to work in a big hospital system to help implement these women's health protocols that we're going to chat a little bit about today with them. Oh, so, wow. Karen and I are geeking yeah. out over here. <laughs> we're like so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, I 
did a little bit of cyber stalking when <laughs> Anna gave me your name as a doctor, you know, that was involved in FEM. And I was blown away by your website and the adventure that you guys had. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that um, later. Um, but when I was reaching out to Anna Halpin, who's the founder of FEM, uh, to ask about, you know, who could we talk to, you know, that really has a great handle on FEM and, you know, just a passion for the truth of it. And she gave me your name and she told me that you had a great story about how NFP affected your practice in women's health. So how did your practice evolve from its beginnings, you know, as a young doctor to where you are now? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think I have to give a little backstory before I tell that because it's really important. I think coming in, I came in just as a very traditional doctor into a family medicine OB practice. But how I came there really was that when I was young, I had an unplanned pregnancy at 17. First time I had sex, I got pregnant and I released for open adoption. And her mother, my daughter's mom, was a physician an underserved family medicine doctor, and she let me job shadow her, and she really mentored me over the years. And I also became a doctor and wanted to work with young women like myself that had unplanned pregnancies. And my real thought is that birth control is the answer. This is how we're going to prevent teen pregnancy. And so that's what I was very passionate about. I prescribed all sorts of birth control. If you came in for acne, you probably got put on birth control. If you came in for a sore throat, I probably asked you if you're having sex and put you on birth control. So I thought this was the answer. So I was very passionate about it through college and medical school and then also into practice. And I myself, even though I wasn't having sex anymore, I went on the birth control pill just in case, which I think a lot of women do. Right. Uh, we go on it for health reasons now. Uh, Notre Dame did a study about why women take the pill, and about 97% of them said for health reasons, you know. So mm -hmm. they're really thinking they're using it for painful, heavy periods, acne, whatever. So, you know, I did that. I kind of made the excuse to use it for those reasons, especially when I wanted them to prevent pregnancy. Um, instead of kind of looking at the real person and saying, well, what is good for this person? Is this relationship? Is this choice that they're making good for them is this going to be good for their body. So what happened is after about three years of doing this kind of full scope, very contraceptive mindset practice, I started to see the fruit of that. So I started to see all of these side effects, um, breast cancer, liver tumor, um, blood clot, stroke, high blood pressure, obesity, the weight gain was insane, the headaches that came from the Depo-Provera the uh, depression that came from the pill, I was just very disheartened that every time they had all these side effects, I would be trying to cover it up with another medicine or trying to switch them. And what I realized is that many of my patients didn't even want to be on birth control, and they really didn't even want to talk to me about that. They had come for something else. And so many times when, when I looked at the real data, I, I just had this crisis in my practice, and I thought, well, I had already had three children by this time. I thought, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be a doctor. Maybe I shouldn't do this. So, you know, I took it to prayer and just said, all right, Lord, what do you what do you want from me? Do you want me to be a stay-at-home mom? And what I heard was not a voice from heaven or anything, but just this calling of, you know, I want you to stop prescribing contraception. And I was just like, well, why would I do that? You know, like, this is what women right. need. And... um 
I didn't understand it, but it kept happening over and over, over and over. And I didn't understand, and I didn't know what my faith taught. I was raised Catholic, but I was never catechized well. So I didn't know that this was the teaching of the Church. I thought the Church was totally fine with what I was doing. So I went to a confession and asked the priest, I think this is what God's calling me to do. And he said, well, my experience is when my boss is talking to you, you should listen, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It was really funny. And and I wasn't very, I, I wasn't going to Mass every Sunday. I wasn't well catechized. I hadn't been to confession since my first reconciliation. I just... Wow. I was a very science-minded doctor, right? And mm-hmm. I didn't understand why God would say, don't prescribe birth control. So it's really interesting, because I really came from a science place, and then, you know, realized that my faith matched that science, like what you were talking about. So, yeah. long story short, I, I ended up, he did absolve me, and mm-hmm. I thought, I couldn't go back to work on Monday. So I called in and said, I'm not sick, but I'm spiritually sick. And I went to Daily Mass, and at Daily Mass, at a noon Mass in another town, the priest talked about, we need to end artificial contraception and abortion. And I oh thought, in Newcastle. I thought, wow. oh, wow, okay, this is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I never heard a priest speak about this ever, and now I'm at Daily Mass on Monday, and he's talking about this. So, and as I'm getting up to leave, they start praying in Novena to St. Anne. And it's to end artificial contraception and abortion. And I thought, okay, Lord, I get it. I know what you want me to do. What you need me to do. And then in front of me, this woman just falls. She falls, like, in the hallway, in the the aisle, leaving Mass. And I help her up. I said, oh, I'm a doctor. Can I help you? And she said, oh, no, it's just my knees. They just do this to me sometimes. And, And then I helped her up, and she said, now, who are you? And I said, well, I'm Dr. Chesner, and I apparently don't prescribe birth control anymore, so I need all the resources <laughs> I can get on that's natural hilarious. family planning. And she said, well, that's interesting. I'm the natural family planning coordinator of the diocese in this whole Lakeshore area. Ooh, from oh, our wow. That's just amazing. So she, she brought me to, um, she really brought me to, like, a Creighton teacher. And this Creighton teacher was great, taught me Creighton. And I said, this is so great. I love it. I cannot teach this to my patients. It's way too complicated. And she said, oh, you should teach them the Billings Method. And I said, well, what's that? And she said, that's, Mother Teresa taught that in Calcutta to about 16,000 families. And the unplanned pregnancy rate was less than 1%. It's very basic, very good cervical mucus only method, but very effective for preventing and achieving pregnancy. So I learned that, taught that for years. It was great. And, um, I mean, you know, there was challenges along the way. But overall, my patients were very happy. Uh, They loved that they didn't have side effects. And they loved, you know, some of the gender selection. They loved some of that, like, oh, I could try for a boy here or try for a girl here. Oh, my um, gosh. They loved it. But what well, I, you know what? what I, I want to, We want to hear more. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, need to sorry. bring in our sponsors right now to um, to help pay the the light bills here. But on the yes. other side, um, we're going to hear more about your story and then where it's led you to now, and and some about Femme because this is unbelievable and exactly what I was hoping to hear, but I had no idea the depths of your story. So we will be back in just a few minutes.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas, along with the talented and amazing Amy Julian, (laughs) sitting across the table from me. We are live here at the Mustard Seed Store in Rapid City. We're having a great conversation, and I just want to remind our listeners, and I probably will remind you a couple times today, check out the podcast later today and share this interview with all your friends who need to know about natural family planning, and truth is just truth. Amen. Amen to that. And uh, as we were in the first segment, Danielle, you were telling us the story of how it was that you began to even be open to natural family planning in your practice as a um, doctor in obstetrics and gynecology. And it wasn't wasn't your original plan. (laughs) (laughs) God had other plans for you. Yeah, I always have to be careful about when you're asking God to lead you because he will use a (laughs) hammer. (laughs) It sounds like he was really using a sledgehammer with you. For sure. <laughs> yeah, so you were introduced to NFP, and you were teaching um, billings to your yeah. um, to your clients. And so how did that begin to affect your practice? Well, I mean, really, it was beautiful. I had some colleagues sit me down and say, now, we want you to keep track of all your unplanned pregnancies. And I said, okay, no problem. I totally understand. I know the fear is there's going to be a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, 
uh, fear I have as well. And so I really want to make sure I'm doing a good job. And, you know, I was able to look at the data of most of these these kind of newer natural family planning methods and just really see that the effectiveness is very high. You know, most are 96, 97, 98% effective. Um, and that's very similar to um, kind of some of the contraceptive numbers that you see. And when in practice, for any doctors listening, you know what the CDC says about fertility awareness-based methods and the percentage they say is about 24% failure rate. And so you really start to think, you know, they put these posters in your doctor's office and they were in my office and they have this at the bottom, the effectiveness rate. Well, those are because they mix in old studies and new studies. And so you're seeing studies from the 80s that were the rhythm method. Your grandma's mm-hmm. rhythm method, you know, where you hear women say, oh, NFT, yeah, that's how I got all my children, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> so there's this great misconception. And so it was just something that I offered it in my practice and with my colleagues. The way I talk to them about it is we're offering just another option for women. And mm-hmm. so you guys are offering this. I'm offering this. And all together, we're offering all the options for women. And so... Um, it was a federally qualified health center, and that seemed to work well with the, my colleagues and everybody. And they were all able to see the fruit over time as well. So we were able to say that we had no unplanned pregnancies in the patients that we taught this method to. Wow. Um, which is incredible. You know, I I did have one woman that came who learned billing, which was Spanish-speaking, through it that she read at her church. She never came to our classes, and she had an unplanned pregnancy. Um, but it was like, okay, N of one, and she wasn't even one that we taught. Um, right. So it was really, it was incredible to see that the results. What I found, though, over time that I want to share with your listeners is that women are, and I'm sure your listeners are doing this, downloading period tracker apps. Right. And they are keeping track of their cycles that way. And that was great, but it doesn't, if you don't understand that the most important part of your cycle is not the bleeding, it's the ovulation, right. then you won't be tracking the health that we know is so important. So what, what I've learned over time through the science of natural family planning is that ovulation is the key sign of health. And that was through different doctor mentors and researchers that I've met over time. Um, but what happened is I had gone to some medical training with Billings and learned some Creighton medical training through their NAPRO technology. And that was helpful, and there were some things that we were able to do. But what I found is that when I went, took it a little bit further and went to the FEM medical management training. Now, FEM is an organization that that stands for Fertility, Education, and Medical Management. And FEM was able to, I was able to go to their medical training and really learn some really great ways to actually diagnose and treat any sort of woman's health issue. So painful periods, heavy periods, um, acne, PCOS, infertility. We actually diagnose and treat what's happening, and that restores the woman's ovulation, which restores her to health and allows her to achieve her goal, whatever it is. Right. Pregnancy or not getting pregnant or whatever it is. It is right. able to and, help her achieve her goal. And it's so interesting that you mentioned that because, <clears throat> excuse me, in teaching NFP, you know, we've found that a lot of people sometimes at first aren't open to NFP because they think that whatever it is that they're using is working really, really well, and they don't see the downside of it, you know, and um, 
you know, I know for myself and a lot of women that I know, when I used to go to an OBGYN for all kinds, all those issues that you just mentioned, um, excuse me, not just birth control, they would um, put us on birth control thinking that, okay, you've got painful periods, what, yada, 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 that birth control, that's going to alleviate your symptoms. Um, and, and so that's the standard of medicine is just giving people that, that pill or putting them on some kind of hormonal birth control. How did that become the standard of medicine? Why are we where we are now? Ooh, that's a great question. That would be a great question for Anna Halpine, who is the yeah. CEO and founder of Femme. Because she understands that so well. But I think, you know, just from a doctor's perspective, which is, you know, over time, I really was grew up in the birth control world in residency, in my medical mm-hmm. school. And frankly, it does treat the symptoms. So if you have PCOS, if you have painful periods, many times by inhibiting ovulation and shutting down that system, you do have relief of your symptoms. And so for women, I think that's, I think for doctors and women, okay, it works. It's like a Band-Aid. If someone's bleeding, we put the Band-Aid on. Um, So it does work to treat some of those symptoms. However, women listening to this, they know that it doesn't actually treat, it doesn't take away their disease. It doesn't cure their disease. It doesn't, it doesn't help that they have other side effects from the medication um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, what I realized, I found so many women on the pill, they were also on Zoloft. I like Zoloft for mm. depression. And mm-hmm. so I realized as I was transitioning, how many women, I didn't realize their pill was causing their depression. Oh, wow. And then the women on the Depo-Provera, they were all on Topamax, which is a headache medication. And I didn't oh, realize wow. that I was, they didn't even link it. When they came to me with headaches, I didn't say, oh, well, that could be from your Depo. I never put it together. Um, and I think many doctors don't. Um, so, yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah. And then the other thing is you talk about ovulation being that key indicator of health. And I think yeah. a lot of times women don't realize that when they're given that hormonal contraception, it doesn't just regulate our cycles. It actually eliminates those cycles, you know. And so um, you and I talked the other day about these articles I've been reading about the importance of our cycles for um, overall health, you know, and how our cycles are necessary for our brain health and our bone health and our heart health and even our immune system. And can you kind of give us a snapshot of how it is that our our bodies are dependent? As women, we were created to have cycles and we're dependent on having those cycles to really function the way God intended us to be. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a really complex process that happens that Frankly, I think as a doctor trained in the regular medical world, I didn't, I knew it was there, I knew it existed, but I didn't understand it fully. Um, and, and it's really a complex interaction between brain, the pituitary glands, the adrenal glands that sit above our kidneys, and then our liver and our ovaries. And, 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 and frankly, the pancreas is really a big part of this system as well because of all the insulin resistance and diabetes that we have in our culture right now. So... Mm-hmm. There's this complex process that happens, and when it's out of whack, what happens is that women are starting to have issues like depression, um, trouble learning. When we have young girls that are having period problems, um, often it, parents don't put it together. But if I ask them when their young daughter comes in with abnormal cycles, painful cycles, heavy bleeding, they mm-hmm. often have some mood symptoms as well, and they often have some difficulties in school. 
learning as well, or maybe difficulties in relationships with peers. So our brain is heavily affected by this. And there's many beautiful papers that you can look up on the FemHealth website. Um, Dr. Pilar V. Hill is a reproductive endocrinologist and uh, OBGYN. And so she does all of this ongoing research that's happening now. It's amazing. And, you know, you talk about young girls. And one of the things I've been struck about is this idea that, um, particularly for young girls that are so often put on the period because they've got, or put on the pill because they have irregular cycles or painful cycles, and um, the importance of allowing their bodies to cycle for the development of their brain and the development of their immune system and the, the, you know, the maturation of their cervix and things like that, that we have no idea about what we're doing to our daughters when we allow them to go onto the pill. That's exactly right. No, that's very true. You know, one of the things about the IUD when we put it in young women, which is the big push of, you know, the CDC is to get people on these long-acting contraceptive methods, even at a young age, is the immune system dysfunction that's happening inside the cervix is that now that beautiful kind of what we call a cervical plug, a lot of people think of it as that, is now broken down and infection and bacteria can get in a lot easier. Um, But you talk about the brain and just the interplay of all of the, the connections that are being made in our younger years before our brain is fully developed at 25. When we're putting women on the pill in their teen years and their early 20s, we're really affecting the maturation of the brain. And, you know, what we're seeing downwind from this is Alzheimer's, dementia, problems with mood. And, you know, we're seeing all sorts of bad things coming down in the older years. And, um, you know, we think that this could definitely be related, as well as heart health. You know, so so much heart disease, diabetes, insulin resistance. When a woman has an abnormal bleeding and it's from insulin resistance and we put her on the pill... And we literally just add more problems to a problem. Instead of treating the underlying issue, if we would have treated her like with insulin resistance, with diet, exercise, and let's say metformin, which is a common diabetic drug, this woman would see weight loss, she would see regulation of her periods, and she would see this whole system correct itself. Well, that's, that's really great. We, um, we need to take another break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about how NFP and Fem Health can address these health issues and, and other um, things that affect women from the time that they're adolescents to the time that they're in menopause. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. We will be back after this break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. 
Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risked that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibus, along with Amy Julian. And I just have to say, the conversation that Danielle and Amy are having behind the scenes, guys, I, you, you're going to wish you were here in the mustard seed listening to us live so you can check out all those little tidbits that you're not getting. <laughs> Hopefully they repeat some of those on air because that was fascinating yeah well and it's so wonderful to talk to a passionate doctor who is rooted in her faith but then also rooted in authentically knowledge women yeah (laughs) to to do this yeah to to restoration of health yeah not just a relief of symptoms and i think that's kind of the difference between practicing nfp as a woman's doctor versus a lot of traditional medicine we see today well i think it's absolutely fascinating that you can you know usually when you go to the doctor they're like here here's a prescription here here's this and here we're hearing this is this is the truth this is why we do things here's the science behind it Mm -hmm. that almost contradicts here here's the prescription right exactly exactly so we have dr danielle kustner here from michigan um and she is a femme trained doctor fertility education and medical management and has been practicing nfp for a number of years um but before we get into the specifics of nfp (laughs) i want to dive more into the little adventure that your family just did where you did your nfp by the sea for what like a year year and a half two years how long were you guys yes yes we were really gone on the sea for about a year and a half. Yeah. And so how did that start? Well, it started that um, my husband, we've always wanted to travel abroad. And, you know, we paid off debt and said, okay, let's do this with our kids, spend more time. I was the chief medical officer of a, of a medical clinic, and he was the chief engineer. And we were really busy, and we had beautiful five children. And, you know, we said we should really take some more time with them. So that's really what it started with. But then in doing that, we said, well, what's our mission? What what are, what are could we do to serve God, even though we're taking this time off from our jobs and our mm-hmm. our kind of our, our tertiary vocation or whatever? What could we do to 
kind of serve God. And he said, we should do NFP by C. Uh, this is our passion, is really helping people see the science of NFP and how that can help diagnose and treat medical conditions. And our big passion is really helping doctors to see this. So we definitely take care of patients. And at FEM, we have a license in 50 states. And so, you know, we can see patients in South Dakota and they can schedule with us right on the website. But what we really like to do is see these patients and then get them back to their primary OBGYN, their primary doctor, with our treatment plan. And, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, it does often involve prescriptions. So it's just not prescriptions for birth control. It's prescriptions for thyroid medicine or uh, it's prescriptions for treating hyperprolactinemia or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that we're diagnosing. So it's... It's getting that treatment plan, getting doctors on board. And if we can help doctors see that this is good medicine, this is diagnosing and treating of underlying conditions, preventing future problems. So that's where we were on this trip was just every doctor we met along the way, we gave them a little brief snippet of here's what here's what we're doing. And you can come to the training, you know, come mm-hmm. to our training in June. It's all virtual. And you can come and, and learn more about reproductive endocrinology if it's an interest. If not, send us your patient, you know. <laughs> right, right. And you were doing this from a sailboat with you and your family? From and... a sailboat. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, we, we left before the COVID pandemic. And so we, um, you know, saw the pandemic happening and said, well, I should do something to help because I am a family doctor. And so I got online and started doing telehealth. So I was going to take a year off but said, well, I'll at least do these COVID visits. And my patients were trying to find me for the the reproductive stuff, the natural family planning, the, you know, I infertility in particular. Um, they were trying to contact me. And so I said, well, I'll get on a platform. So I actually got on the My Catholic Doctor platform because I could do things for free if I needed to. It was great. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I started and then really started helping them start their own telemed platform that we do all the FEM medical protocols there. So that's where I practice now exclusively is really on the FEM platform to um, see patients and try to get them back to their doctor as soon as possible so that their doctor, either pregnant, if that was their goal, or, uh, you know, with whatever treatment for their issues. Yeah, and I was excited to see when I when you and I were visiting that you really are, you know, getting to the point where you're licensed in every single state. Matter of fact, when we were visiting, you were in the Walgreens parking lot getting ready to take your picture for your passport photo yeah. to be able to submit licenses for other states, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Quite the yeah. process, and I have someone helping me do it, but um, yeah, our goal would be access for women first. We need to have access to care. And once we can have access, then we can um, really get the growth and spread this to other medical practices and help doctors come to our training so that they can take care of their patients in the same way. Yeah. And that really has been a blessing of COVID is this expansion of access to telehealth and access to medical care, whether it's women's health or mental health or or what have you. And I I think that blessing is going to pay out for really decades to come. I mean, it accelerated that transition or that availability of of telehealth exponentially, you know. And so, you know, God God works in all kinds of ways. Um, That's right. 
And so, like we were saying before, we, we, we don't have a whole lot of medical practitioners in our diocese that really embrace NFP. So um, it's nice to have the availability of uh, FemHealth by telehealth. Um, and you were telling me about how Anna was approaching uh, the growth of FemHealth. Um, and, and, you know, first of all, that access to patients and whatnot, and then growing in it, and then bringing more doctors in. What would you say to doctors listening right now about um, NFP and FemHealth, or really any of the NFP methods sure. that are out and available? Sure. You know, I would say to them that I think as doctors, we want to practice evidence-based medicine. And what I want them to, and, and, I, and then we want to help people. And I think what they'll find if, if they ever come to our training or even send someone in their practice to our training at FemHealth is they'll find evidence-based protocols. They'll find evidence-based medicine. And the outcomes that they'll have will be so rewarding because women actually get to the bottom of their PCOS. They get to the bottom of their weight gain instead of just saying, well, you know, at the end, I'm not sure and we not, can't really solve the issue. Uh, and, and it just, the, the outcomes that you get is really the joy in medicine that, that I won't ever stop doing the clinical piece probably because there's so much joy there of mm-hmm. really the, the outcomes that you get and, and it's really based on evidence-based medicine. So, um, yes, you know, and then the NFP piece of it is just, it's one of the diagnosis tools that we can use. And by understanding the woman's chart, whatever charting system she uses, we don't have them change. If they already have a charting system they like, we use whatever chart they have. We grab a, a set of labs and we grab an, a pelvic ultrasound. So those three pieces are really the pillars of how we diagnose and treat. And it's just it's very rewarding medicine based on science. That's amazing. And do you ever have doctors that remain resistant once they really engage in this dialogue? Or do they pretty much begin to Not embrace really. this? Well, they either embrace it and say wow, I want to do more of this, or wow, this is great. I'd love to know where to refer my patients. You know, at the end of mm-hmm. the day, they either, you know, they may not want to do the workup themselves, and that's okay. You know, that we all have our kind of interest in medicine, and if it's not their interest, I, we had one guy that was, you know, hey, I really like, um, he, he was actually like a neuro, um, a neurosurgeon, and he said, this is really great information, I, I'm glad that you're doing this. Um, I'm happy to know where to send my patients. You know what I mean? Um, Wonderful. It's not something I'm going to do, but I'm really <laughs> glad to know where to send my patients, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing I try to tell medical practitioners that, you know, I interact with is just, you know, I'm not going to tell you that you have to practice only NFP, although, of course, <laughs> I think that's a great plan, you know, but that I think at least <laughs> it should be a tool in your toolbox, you know, and to be open to it because yeah. I can't tell you how many times either myself or friends of mine have gone to doctors and they'll say, well, what are you using for family planning? And I say, you know, well, natural family planning. And they go, oh, okay, well, what are you using for backup? Or, oh, we have a word for people that practice NFP. We call them parents. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so there is this. Yeah. A lot of misconceptions. And they just don't sound smart, unfortunately, when they say (laughs) stuff like that. Because, frankly... There's so much evidence out there now that they just don't sound smart, and it's sad, but um, I think it's pertinent, even if you don't want to practice it, that you understand that the science there is sound. 
And right. um, it is something that patients want. And, and, and I think as a doctor, we can point them to the better methods that are more scientifically based, that are better effective in getting to that woman's goal. Um, awesome. You know, so that, that's another piece. Uh, yeah. Well, we have to take a break soon, but, you know, when we come back from our break, I think we need to talk about um, the sort of women's health issues that can be addressed with NFP and FEM and all those things. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you now, and you can uh, you know, answer after the break. I used NFP once to get pregnant. It worked. It was very effective. You know, it was like one night effective. <laughs> And that's my only experience with NFP. I read a book and said, how do I do this? Oh, okay, now I got it. Got figured out, got pregnant. That's all I wanted. Never had to go back to NFP in my head. And now I'm sitting at eight years post-hysterectomy, no knowledge of NFP. But, you know, is can you help someone like me get control yeah. of my health? Because there's a wide variety of women out there with issues, and I think it would be important to address all those sorts of situations. Amen. So when we come back from the break, let's talk about some of those things and in the individual situations in which maybe a woman listening right now can uh, gain, you know, some relief or some knowledge even just to start at the beginning of, the, of her journey to better health and, and what God is intending for her as a woman in today's society. So Stay with us here on Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm Karen Gibas, along with Amy Julian. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation about NFP and FEM. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. 
SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with Amy Julian here live at the Mustard Seed in Rapid City, South Dakota. We are discussing NFP and FEM and all things women, hormonal, everything related. And before the break, I posed the question to Danielle about what if your eight years post-hysterectomy, no knowledge of NFP, then, like I said before the break, practiced it one night, it worked. It's very effective when you're trying to get pregnant. And now I, the, the whole hysterectomy came about from uh, delivery of my twins, beautiful twin girls. And I had uh, placenta accreta. And so the placenta had grown onto the uterus, and the only way that they could save my life was to do a hysterectomy. Coming off of that was interesting because I went through a menopause situation almost immediately and thank goodness they, I had my placenta encapsulated because that really helped regulate my hormones and kind of get me back into what I would call a normal postpartum situation and not a, a severe postpartum reaction. Mm-hmm. But in that process, of course, no knowledge of NFP, no understanding on how to track my hormones. And here I am eight years out going, ah, I'm a crazy woman. Where do I start? What do I start with? Well, first of all, did you lose your ovaries or did they leave your ovaries? Well, I have, I still have my ovaries. Okay, good. Okay. So you technically have your hormones. Yep. And so you still have a cycle, believe it or not, because it happens inside your body. You just don't have the shedding part of right. the endometrium with the menstruation. So the best thing that you can learn is probably the Marquette method because you can use their ovarian monitor to track your okay. cycle. And you Excellent. will be able to see whether you're ovulating or not ovulating. And um, we, we on the FEM app actually have a spot to put your results of your LH monitor. Um, on there if you choose to use that app just because it's really user-friendly, easy, free download. You know, it has a great, it's very user-friendly. But also they have like little spreadsheets that they use that are great as well. Um, so whatever works for you, you could you could do that. But definitely it's important to monitor your cycle. So women that have lost their uterus or have had an ablation of their uterine lining, they still want to be tracking their cycles because it's a health issue. It's ovulation is the sign of health. So when symptoms start to happen, it's very preventative because the first thing that we see goes is the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only later do we develop the cancer and the, the osteoporosis and the dementia and other problems in the brain. Um, so it, I think the cycle is really one of our first clues that something's wrong. Yeah, that is fascinating. And I was, uh, we were talking about during the break about um, we do the heart to heart retreats for engaged couples as they're preparing for marriage. And one of our topics is um, how men and women are different, which <laughs> I think 20 That's years valuable. ago nobody had to make that yeah. statement, but yeah. now it's like practically yeah. hate speech. But um, one of the ways that we show you know, the couples, these young couples, how they're different is to just give them a quick little graph on the um, board 
of what women's cycles do during the month. And you see these, you know, these cycles of the estrogen and the progesterone, but also the follicular stim stimulating hormone and the luteinizing hormone. So you have these four hormones that are doing this beautiful dance that our body was yeah. supposed to do. But what it results in is every single day, you're a different person. You know, and then men's cycles is just like they don't have a cycle. They just have a straight line of testosterone across the board, you know, that might vary during the day or over the course of their life. But from day to day to day, it's pretty much the same, you know. And so we're designed to have this incredible interplay of, of, hormone, of hormones. And when those hormones get out of whack, you know, restoring health means restoring that hormone cycle not overriding it with this this big pill um one of the things you talked about was pcos and i i, I know a number of people mm -hmm. that suffer from pcos what types of treatments you know might you use with pcos to restore people to that you know monthly ovulation as a sign of health oh great question i, I love this example because you know, we're really, many doctors understand that PCOS, there's different criteria, but the Rotterdam criteria, one of the more common diagnoses we use. Um, and one of the criteria is hyperandrogenemia or high androgen level. So testosterone, androstenedienone, DHEAS, these hormones, if they're elevated for a woman, then we're likely to know that she has PCOS. And she may have the associated problems, the acne the hirsutism, which is that hair growth. Mm -hmm. um, she might have the polycystic ovaries or not on ultrasound. And she might have um, irregular cycles. That's a very common problem is the irregular menstruation or uh, either too much or too little. And so what we're doing is, like I said before, just diagnosing and treating any sort of root cause thing. So we have a PCOS woman. We're doing the same thing. We're doing the chart. So we have them download the FEM app. This has been transformative in my practice because... I can tell a woman who's never heard of NFP, she's not Catholic, she has no idea. I just say, go ahead and download this FEM app for free. Start right. charting your cervical mucus. I need to know if you're dry, moist, or slippery. And I need to know if your bleeding is light, medium, heavy, uh, light, brown spotting, or, you know, done. So it's, it's like you can really have a woman just chart their cycle. And then we get their labs on cycle day three, four, or five because we need to be able to compare her to other women because you just beautifully mentioned how our cycle, throughout the cycle, we are different people from today than we are tomorrow. And so if a doctor just randomly draws hormones, that doctor will be very confused about what they're seeing because it can vary so much in the cycle. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is the pelvic ultrasound, transvaginal pelvic ultrasound to look at the anatomy, the ovaries, and see what kind of things we're dealing with there. So one of the examples of treatment for PCOS would be if a woman has hyperandrogenemia, we're using medications to suppress their androgen. And not like the spironolactone that maybe other doctors use, because that's what we I used before I knew this. But really looking at what are some things that actually just affect that. And so we're using very low-dose dexamethasone, for example, the little mm -hmm. steroids, and super low doses. We're also treating, most importantly with PCOS, the underlying insulin resistance factors. So mm -hmm. we're using different medications that aim at insulin resistance. So metformin, um, you've heard of Victoza or different like diabetic type medications that help treat the insulin resistance. Even in thin PCOS women, we often need to treat these things. Wow. 
And it's what, yeah. I mean, what strikes me as you're talking is how precisely you can target the medication rather than using this pill that's like using a grenade. You know, you're using just precise, you know, dosages to be able to restore oh, them to fun. that optimal cycle. That's right. They're focusing yeah. on what's actually wrong with them. And yeah. some women, they love, like, supplements. And so we can try to give them, like, the supplement-based thing for the medication. Um, but we definitely are. We're medical doctors, and we're doing a lot of just regular medicine, but just really aimed at what the root cause is. Yeah. And, you know, where um, the, you know, getting us back to our health, you know, is focusing mm-hmm. on the women, right? Uh, when we're looking at natural family planning, especially for family planning, we also can talk about how the men can be involved. And one of the things I've seen is how um, men are so much more involved in family planning with natural family planning. I, I know men that actually keep the charts, you know, for the couple, you know, like the women observes and the man supports and, and, and maybe, you know, records it and whatnot. What have you seen with couples in your um, practice and how men oh, can yeah. support this? I love that piece. Well, just in my own marriage, my husband is an engineer, so he loves the charting piece of things. So over the years, we've used different types of methods personally, and um, that's really usually his role is the charting. And it just gives him a sense of this is something we do together. This isn't something that you do over here or something you take over here. So if you've studied at all theology of the body, it truly is this beautiful interplay of um you know, the Trinity uh, and Trinitarian love and the, um, you know, beautiful dance that that husband and wife can do together. So I love, um, I I love that piece. And there's so much you could say there, but I think in general, men, just like when Pope Paul VI said, if we allow contraception, these four things are going to happen that have happened in our culture. If anyone studied Humana Vitae, you know, Mm -hmm. we can see that through NFP, we can undo some of that evil, um, our husbands are able to respect us as women. They're able to appreciate us as women and see the beauty and the feminine genius that's there right in her body and protect her, right? women, Men want to protect their wives. Um, husbands want to protect their wives. And by doing this, they're protecting her from harmful chemicals and things that are going to damage her body and exactly. damage other pieces of her body. So it's this beautiful thing that allows them to protect us and respect us and beautiful yeah harmony exactly yeah and it's it's kind of funny because right now at home we have a lab puppy that is giving birth who we um actually charted her cycle when she was going in the heat to find that (laughs) optimal time so we were practicing puppy nfp (laughs) anyway so danielle tell us where people can get a hold of you or get a hold find out more about fem health Sure, absolutely. Well, the best way is just to go right on the FemHealth website, uh, www.femhealth.org, and it's F-E-M-M-Health.org. And then right on the upper right is a little button that says Schedule Here, and you can schedule an appointment. Or if you don't want to schedule, you just want to download the app, you can download the app on Android or App Store. Play Store, and then you can um, just start charting your cycles right away. If you're someone that doesn't chart, go ahead and download the app. You'll see how simple it is and to really just download and start get started. And then the app will really tell you something's going on, something's wrong. Right. Yeah, and then you can, yeah, so it's all. 
It's great. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for being with us today here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. Great. Right. 